The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Friends, we live in a world of challenge, heartache, and sorrow. Our news programs alert us daily to crimes of theft and violence. Our politicians continue to disappoint us for their lack of integrity and leadership. And our civilization seems in a downward plunge in terms of morality, civility, security, and safety, both as a society and simply as individuals trying to live in that society, there seems much cause to despair and to lose hope. Well, it is my privilege and pleasure to tell you that there is hope today, right now, and that that help comes from a surprising and encouraging source. Today on Tomorrow's World, we'll discuss the miracle of the Ten Commandments, And you'll find that if you apply the principles we'll discuss in our program, you'll be enriched with hope and purpose in a way you probably never anticipated. And your life will never be the same again. Stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to another broadcast of Tomorrow's World. I'm delighted to have you here. The information that we're bringing to you today is important to all of us working here on the Tomorrow's World staff and has touched each of our individual lives deeply and permanently. And we look forward to passing that on to you as well. Today, we'll send to all who request it one of our most comprehensive booklets in our library, The Ten Commandments. Far from a dry academic discussion of a dusty ancient topic, this booklet is one of the most vibrantly applicable books you have ever seen on the Ten Commandments and will make them come alive and be relevant in a way you probably never imagined they could be. Be sure to write down the contact information you'll see on our screen at various times during the program so that you won't miss your opportunity. Now, as we get started, I hope you'll forgive me for being blunt. But for all the wonderful things and experiences that are available to us in this world, still, overall, this world can be a terrible place. So many of us, so many of you watching today are faced with confusion, difficulty, and trials. The world's economies are still reeling and unstable from the events of the recent past. Standards of ethics and morality seem to be falling even faster than standards of living. World peace seems as distant a possibility as it has ever seemed. And world peace aside, even the possibility of peace and safety in our own homes, towns, and villages seems to be diminishing with each news cycle. The ability of man to be completely inhuman to his fellow man has been on brutal display in recent events, such as the horrific shooting in a school in Connecticut by a suicidal 20-year-old gunman resulting in the heartbreaking deaths of 20 young children and six adults, including the shooter himself and his own mother. The problems of our day and age aren't limited to weapons of choice and violence, just like they aren't limited to national boundaries. The United Nations reported in 2012 that Australians and New Zealanders are the world's biggest users of illegal recreational drugs. 
The BBC reported in 2009 that one in four men in South Africa had committed an act of rape and an estimated 500,000 rapes occur in that nation every year. Economic studies show that family breakdown costs Canadian taxpayers almost $7 billion per year. UK taxpayers, 37 billion British pounds per year, and US taxpayers, at least $122 billion per year. Across the world, our society is dissolving and disintegrating. This world, our civilization needs miraculous fundamental change. Laws can take away guns and criminalize behavior, but they can't change human nature. That kind of change simply cannot be legislated, and it's beyond the reach of our politicians and parliaments. What our civilization needs, what our world needs, is a fundamental and miraculous transformation of human nature itself. We need a miracle. Well, the hope-filled truth of God's word is that he intends to accomplish just such a miracle. And he plans to accomplish that global miracle in a surprising manner, a manner in which we can personally participate today to our own benefit and to the benefit of our families and friends through the use of an amazing and unexpected resource, the Ten Commandments. For many of us, the Ten Commandments were simply something we had to memorize and recite in Sunday school or catechism, or it was a religious decoration seen on the wall of a church or a Christian home. Regardless, they may seem like too simple a concept to serve as the key to revolutionary personal or societal change, and yet they are just that. For those of you for whom it has been too long, the Ten Commandments can be found in Exodus 20 in your Bible. In their short form, they are, You shall have no other gods before me, that is, before the true God. You shall not worship idols. You shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. And you shall not covet. Now, the first four of these commandments teach us how to have a relationship with God. The other six help us in our relationships with our fellow man. And you know, they seem almost too simple to be of any kind of a cosmic or worldwide significance, but there are depths untold to those commandments, which we will touch on today. The power and prominence of the Ten Commandments was once more universally recognized, even if such recognition was sometimes scarcely more than lip service. The famous American Baptist preacher C.H. Spurgeon a century ago once spoke of the Ten Commandments or the Decalogue, which means ten words. In 1911, he said, there is not a commandment too many. There is not one too few. But it is so incomparable that its perfection is a proof of its divinity. No human lawgiver could have given forth such a law as that which we find in the Decalogue. It is a perfect law for all human laws that are right are to be found in that brief compendium and epitome of all that is good and excellent toward God are between man and man. However, in spite of such respectful words spoken a hundred years ago, 
The Ten Commandments have been de-emphasized in our culture as irrelevant to our modern way of life. Society utters scarcely a word about these supposedly outdated divine commands. And modern Christianity hasn't helped. Now, perhaps the lack of modern Christianity's care for the Ten Commandments is due to the unwillingness of most to keep them. After all, religious icons and venerated statuary and sacred objects in violation of the second commandment are a large part of many so-called Christian cultures. Many churches are now turning blind eyes to growing sexual immorality, breaking the spirit of the seventh commandment. The economies of much of the civilized world are dependent on encouraging covetous lust for material goods, violating the tenth commandment. And virtually all of Christendom has accepted Rome's alteration of the fourth commandment, keeping Sunday instead of the commanded seventh-day Sabbath. Of course, the true hope of Christians is Jesus Christ living in us, the hope of glory, as explained so simply and beautifully by passages such as Galatians 2.20 or Colossians 1.27. And yet, if Christ is living in us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, then what is he doing there? What is he trying to accomplish in the heart of every Christian? We don't need to guess, for the Bible tells us directly. In Hebrews 10, 16, the new covenant of Jesus Christ is described explicitly. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Far from doing away with God's law and the Ten Commandments, Jesus Christ is working in the life of each and every true Christian to write those very laws on their hearts, to weave those commandments into their minds. It's through his law rooted and centered on the Ten Commandments that God plans to radically transform human nature forever at the return of Jesus Christ and in his glorious kingdom. And yet, can such a beautifully simple set of laws truly be so transformative? And do we need to wait until the establishment of Christ's kingdom? Or can our lives be transformed today, now, in this world? No, we do not have to wait. And yes, we can experience the miracle of having the Ten Commandments transform our minds, our hearts, and our lives And we'll explain more later about that in today's program. But first, let me give you an opportunity to request the startling free booklet available this week titled The Ten Commandments. Like all of our literature, this book is completely free. It'll take you through each and every commandment, demonstrating in surprising ways how relevant and transformative each one can be in your life. So many lives have been revolutionized by applying the principles in this free booklet. Give yourself the opportunity to begin personally experiencing the future life of the kingdom of God in your life today. Call, write, or click today. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. In the first part of our program, we discussed the crushing need this world has and you and I have for a miracle. And we discussed the fact that God plans on providing just such a miracle in the kingdom of God through the Ten Commandments. He plans to reshape the entire world with these beautiful living laws by writing them through the power of His Spirit on the hearts and minds of every living soul. Now, we don't have to wait until then to experience that miracle. Your life and mine can be miraculously reshaped and transformed today by the Ten Commandments and by the God who inspired them for our good. Let's talk about that. In addition to the desire many people have to be freed from the unease and worry that comes from feeling our way around life like a blind man groping in the dark without guidance, the worry that you're simply guessing about the path of your life and the choices that life compels you to make. In addition to that, who among us doesn't want some sort of rejuvenation or renewal, a sense of purpose or a sense that our actions and our lives aren't simply being lived in isolated disconnection from anything any greater than we are? God's word says that he has placed eternity in our hearts there's a longing to connect with him in a deep and fundamental way. Even if we don't recognize that need, it's still there. We long for our actions to reflect in some way a connection to something larger. With God's commandments playing a role in our lives, we're doing just that, touching something larger, attaching our actions and thoughts to something greater than we are. If we're willing to yield to the instruction of God the Father and Jesus Christ, living the way of life embodied in their Ten Commandments, God's law can be truly transformative. King David, the warrior poet of ancient Israel, once wrote, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12 that it's God's desire to transform us by the renewing of our minds, not by conforming to this world and its ways, but by seeking God's ways of love and seeking his mind. And God's commandments play a central role in this transformation. In that same book of Romans, Paul says that the love of God should be poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And yet, 1 John 5 and verse 3 tells us without ambiguity, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. God's commandments playing a role in our renewing and transformation, playing a role in communicating the love of God to be poured out in our hearts, converting our souls. Most laws aren't like that, right? I mean, no one was ever transformed by the traffic laws unless perhaps they broke them egregiously and were put in prison. However, God's law is fundamentally different. 
God's commandments reflect his own mind, his own nature, and his own character. The Apostle Paul tells all of us in Philippians 2.5 that we are to seek to have the mind of Christ in us, to have our mind reflect his. And we find the mind and the loving, perfect character of Jesus Christ and his Father reflected in the Ten Commandments and God's law in a special way. You know, don't take my word for it. Study the matter in your own Bible. We know that God is holy and he is just and he is good. Well, the Bible says in Romans 7, verses 12 through 14, that God's law is holy, just, and good. We know that God is pure. Well, God's word says in Psalm 19, verse 8, that God's commandments are pure, enlightening the eyes. We know that God is faithful. Well, Psalm 119, 86 says that God's commandments are faithful. God's called the God of peace in at least five places in the New Testament. Well, verse 165 of Psalm 119 says that those who love God's law have great peace. The list goes on and on. It's no wonder that Almighty God seeks to write his commandments on our hearts. And it's no wonder that they have such potential to convert the soul, to communicate to us through his Holy Spirit, a sense of the beautiful, powerful, loving character of God, our father and of his son, Jesus Christ, to enable them to share a part of themselves and their nature with us. You know, many of those who seek enlightenment and understanding practice Eastern forms of meditation, sort of clearing the mind of thoughts and entering a seemingly timeless trance-like state. Now, although true meditation is a biblical practice, it's nothing like the meditation of Eastern religions and faiths. King David practiced biblical meditation pondering a topic in your mind and considering it like a dialogue with yourself as you prayerfully explore a subject. He tells us of his frequent source of meditative subjects in Psalm 119 and verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You know, let's take that advice. Let's consider the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. Now, on the surface, everyone or most everyone watching today's program might think, well, I've never murdered anyone. I can check that off. Done. But not so fast. Jesus Christ, in his famous Sermon on the Mount, instructed us not to think of the Ten Commandments merely in the obvious terms of the letter of the law, but to obey the spirit of the law. In particular, he said in Matthew chapter 5, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, an Aramaic word similar to ignoramus, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Have any of us, have I, have you ever been inappropriately angry with someone? Maybe called them a name, perhaps when they weren't around. Have we ever thought of someone as worthless? Are we withholding forgiveness or kindness due to unresolved bitterness or grudges? 
the sixth commandment calls on us to reflect on those relationships in our life and to humbly seek God's help to address them. But let's go further. At the base of God's command not to murder is a fundamental truth that he revealed to the patriarch Noah, which we read in Genesis 9 and verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. How would our view of our fellow human beings change if we saw in the eyes of each and every one of them a reflection of the beautiful and glorious creator who crafted every single one for his own loving purposes? You know, we're just getting started. There's truly so much more to the Ten Commandments and where they can lead you than meets the eye. Giving one's life to Jesus Christ and seeking to live daily by the law he loved, God's law and his commandments, helps us to begin to see the world as he does and to see each other as he does and to see our challenges, our hopes and our dreams like he does. We'll conclude in a moment, but before we do, I can't encourage you enough to request the literature that we're offering today on the program. It's an eye-opening free booklet titled The Ten Commandments. This amazingly informative booklet was authored by Mr. Roderick C. Meredith, who's been teaching on the Ten Commandments for more than 60 years. The wisdom he communicates in this wonderful book about how to make God's character your own and how to apply these amazing laws of life and liberty is astounding to me. And I hope you'll request it before the current offer ends. As always, everything we offer on our program has no cost. We simply know that this world is hurting for this information and want to give it away to as many people as possible. Please call, write, or visit our website for your own free copy today. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. While he was on earth walking amongst us, Jesus Christ told his disciples and us that he had come so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, on one hand, life more abundantly can refer to living a richer and deeper life here and now in this world and in this life. But ultimately, Jesus Christ is referring to entering eternal life. Life beyond comprehension in the kingdom of God as a radiant, fully formed child of God. And when asked about how to enter into that life, what did he respond with? We see his answer in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 17. 
But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus Christ loved God's law and he loved the Ten Commandments. In his inspired word, we are told that as we saw earlier, the law converts the soul. The commandments, which God wrote with his own finger on two tablets of stone, he now longs to write on the human heart, yours and mine. Across the world, the eyes of more and more people are being opened to this. You know, it's amazing. In America, somewhere over one half billion dollars is spent every year on self-help books when one of the most potent seeds of their own personal change very likely rests on a single thin page in a book in a forgotten drawer or shelf somewhere in their own home. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is returning to transform this entire world by unleashing the power of God's good laws. As we've discussed many times on this program, that world, tomorrow's world, is going to be amazing, full of peace, prosperity, love, joy, significance, meaning, and fulfillment. The gospel of the coming kingdom of God is the ultimate message of hope and transformation, and that day is coming. But you and I don't have to wait for that day. We can begin to taste and experience that hope and transformation now, today. Speaking of God's commandments, James says in chapter 1 of his New Testament letter, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Jesus Christ is bringing those blessings, the miracle of the Ten Commandments to this earth in his kingdom but you and I can experience the blessing of that miracle today by looking into that perfect law of liberty now, meditating on the way of life it pictures, obeying what it says, and yielding ourselves to the hand of God for how he would choose to shape our lives for his purposes. One who wishes to truly walk with Jesus Christ and keep these beautiful commandments which he loves in their spirit and intent, will find their walk and their lives richer and fuller for the miracle that he's able to work in them and through them. I speak for myself and the rest of us here on the Tomorrow's World crew when I say that we've experienced that richer walk, and it's our prayer that you will too. Don't forget to request our life-changing free booklet today, either by phone or mail or on our website. If you're on the internet, you can check us out on Twitter and Facebook as well. And of course, you can find us right here next week at this time where Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King, and I will continue to bring you the good news of tomorrow's world today. See you right here next week. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.